Hey, everybody, you are listening to the Talk Your Stash show. I'm your host, Jenna Bowens, also known on the internet as Gen Talks Tech. I'm a tech industry veteran currently working as a design systems manager. I'm also your friendly local UX career coach. I'm all about helping us transition into tech and get this tech money. I want to make tech look more like us. This is a show featuring stories and conversations about what it really means for black and brown women to be successful in their careers. I have conversations about all things tech, career, and that means strategies for success, the good, the bad, the glow up, and the ugly, and the traumatic, because we know sometimes corporate can be traumatic. It's all about how we heal and learn lessons along the way. I also talk about things like luxury lifestyles, mindset hacking, skill building, and building generational wealth. I want to change the narrative and share stories and experiences of Black women that are changing the trajectory of their lives and their families' lives and using these tech coins to do it. Let's talk some sass. Let's get into it. Quitting season. Is it quitting season for you or not? Let me know. I'm not going to be talking about quiet quitting this episode. I think I'll save that for IG Live maybe later on next month or this month. But in this episode, we're going to talk about how do you know when it's time to quit your job and how I typically check in with myself when I start to feel those feels and I'm feeling like it's time to go. So I know right now it's super sexy. It's super feel good. We're in the soft life era and a lot of people are only doing things that feel good, that feel easy, that are without challenge, that are without friction. But sometimes it is that very challenge or discomfort that is your compass for taking action or it's your guide on making your next decision. So let me give you all some context on on this and how how I roll with this. So if you're new here, my one of my number one career strategies is changing jobs and job hopping every two to three years. I am a proud job hopper. I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. I've been doing it before it was cool, before it was sexy. Back when I used to get questions of, you know, why I only stayed at a job for one year, why I only took contract jobs back in the day. When I first started out in tech, um, I used to get all kinds of questions. Um, they used to read me. They used to drag me on on this, but I continued to do it because it allowed me to get to where I am today. And it and at that point, it was netting me. It was benefiting me getting salary increases and bumps every two to three years versus people who I knew who were staying in their jobs and were not getting or staying in their same role department and were not seeing any kind of advancement. So like I said, I'm a proud job hopper because it has definitely helped me in my career. I job hop like this and I continue to follow this same strategy because That's usually the time it takes me two to three years to learn new skills, to lead high visibility projects, to create and establish new frameworks, processes, or strategies, and test them out in that specific job or role or company. And it gets me the experience needed by successfully doing this, you know, a few times in that two to three year time frame. And so my personal favorite is 
in that time frame, two to three years, I've done what I came there to do, which is learn, earn, gain new skills, test out new things, take what I mastered from the old job and see if I could do it again, repeat it in the new job, test out new things, master new things, do what I said I was going to do in the interview process. So that's my personal favorite of how I know it's time for me to jump again or leave a job. Y'all know my career motto, my neon sign for my career, if I had one, it would say, learn, earn, grow, get out and repeat. Y'all know what it is. So let's talk about how do you know it's time to go? I kind of came up with seven things that, seven signs that I believe in, that I follow, that I see on the street as best practice or on the internet as best practice of when I know it's time to go. So it may be time to quit your job when you're no longer feeling any type of motivation. You dread it. You're you're not feeling it. You're sad. You're depressed, et cetera, about the daily tasks that you have to commit, about the work that you're doing. Um, you might be feeling burnt out. And that might be time. It might be time to advance. It might be time to start looking if you're feeling these feels. Overall, I feel like if the job is no longer meeting your needs and it's not serving you, then it's time to start looking. That's my baseline feels about and or indicator of how I know it's time to start looking or it's time to move on. So number one. You're not growing and the company is not contributing to your growth. What I mean by that is you're not learning any new skills. You're not getting on any of these high visibility projects. They might be overlooking you for the projects. You're not getting chose. You are not growing in the diverse types of responsibilities. So you're kind of getting the same old things to do over and over again. You're not getting any diversity, or you're not getting to like choose what you want to work on either. And you're coping, right? You, instead of learning new skills, you're kind of just developing coping mechanisms for like getting through day to day or coping with the job overall, just so you can stay, which is a huge no-no, huge red flag for your career. Number two, you're not getting any significant promotions or pay increases. Personally, I try to get a promotion every single company or role that I go to. So within that two to three year time or one to three year time span that I am in that role or at that company, one of my goals is always to get a promotion. It may not come with a huge pay increase, preferably it does, but a promotion in title as well as responsibility. Seniority is what I mean by that, basically. Number three, you can't resolve issues with your manager and your manager is literally making your life hell, stealing your work. There are no strategies that you can come up with or there's no amount of coaching or mentorship that you can get from somebody. If you're working with a coach that is helping you to resolve the situation with your manager. So it's just every day is the same thing. It's getting worse. No signs of him leaving or her leaving or the human leaving. And so you're basically stuck with this person 
or there's kind of no way for you to switch, move to a different department or move to a different role. One of the things that I did when I got into my current company is I needed to switch my manager and I'm not in a position right now where I want to leave my company yet, but I know like it's coming. I'm not even at a year mark, but I know like maybe this, this stint is only going to be about 18 months to 24 months. I would say like, I don't think I'm going to last more than two years at this current company, but shout out to them because they pay for my Afrotech executive tickets. More on that later. But yeah, so your manager is, you can't get away from your manager, basically. Number three reason to leave. So number four, you're noticing high turnover rate in your company. And like all the MVPs, all the key players, all the people who make like significant impact, add significant value, have all the experience, knowledge, skills, they are leaving. They're rolling out. Um, It's probably time for you to start rolling too. Once you start noticing that, Uh, I think I'm on six. Let's call it six. So you aren't contributing value and you're not making an impact. So you've peaked. You kind of plateaued. There's nothing really more for you to do. Then it's probably time for you to leave. Get out of there. Number seven, you are mentally emotionally and physically exhausted and you're burnt out from week to week, day to day. You dread going to work. It's creating negative thought patterns for you. It's creating unhealthy habits in your life. It's probably time to go and probably been time to go if we're being honest, because if you've got, gotten to that point and it's affecting your overall well-being and wellness, it's definitely time to go. And then Last one, number seven, is your Sunday scaries have moved past, like, your scary hours are every day, not just on Sundays. And you are really depressed. Like, the Sunday scaries have turned into depression. That's your body telling you it's time to go. So, y'all, when I start feeling the feels of quitting and quitting season, how I evaluate, like, is this really feelings and indicators that it's time to leave or am I just, am I bored? What is it? So I evaluate work-life integration. So right now, how is this contributing to my life? Um, Am I able to balance my life outside of work with work? Is it really flexible? Is the company really flexible Is this allowing me to also, am I still building skills? Am I still working toward mastering what this, what I'm doing in this job and what this job has to offer? How's the relationship with my manager? Does my manager promote me to grow and advance? Or is my manager a hater and holding me back from growing and advancing? What kind of projects am I able to take on? What new skills am I gaining? Have I done what I came here to do, what I set out to do here? And I think that's something that I'll probably need to talk about in another episode because I feel like a lot of people go into jobs, companies, roles without goals. And so I have to be doing a thing, like mastering something, like 
when I interviewed, what were the things that attracted me to this role? And, and have I accomplished doing those things? Like if they were, if you're in sales, like, did they say, were you going to be building the sales pipeline, increasing the sales pipeline by 50%, whatever? I'm just making that up. But did I accomplish the goals that I set out to accomplish when I took this job? Have I plateaued? Have I reached like my peak in, in this role? Is there anything left to be done? So for me, none of the things like culture, do I like my employees? Do I like my, or do I like my staff? Do I like my coworkers? Like those things for me are neither here nor there. It's all about opportunity, money, skill building, relationship building, growth, advancement. If I have completed or if all those things are like working together for me and all those things like as a package are done and complete, then I would say like, it's time for me to go. Like, am I bored? Am I always bored? Do I feel disengaged? Do I like health wise, is this job contributing to negative health habits, bad health habits? Or like, am I, is, is it contributing to my wellness? Things like that I feel like are important as well. And evaluating whether it's time to go for me too. So that for me, that's what I'm looking at when when I'm evaluating. Like, is it time for me to quit? I personally wouldn't just leave based on financials alone. Because I need financials are a big part of me evaluating is it the right time to leave or is this new opportunity actually better? But I think some of those other things have to be in there as well. And I have to be able to say yes. So some of those other things that I list listed when I'm looking at that other company and I'm saying like, are they meeting all these things as well? Not just is the financial package good because the, the financial package has to be right. But some of those other things have to be in place as well for me to say like, okay, it's time to quit. And then this other opportunity is actually more sexy and it's a bigger bag too. So I hope any of those tips that run down has helped someone in knowing like where they're at and if it's like really time to go or if you're dealing with things that you can work out and make some adjustments or continue to stay. So I hope that can give somebody that kind of clarity or peace in evaluating whether it's time to go or quit. So now I want to talk about how staying in the same job is really costing you. Staying at the same company is really costing you because it really creates like a huge loss of opportunity. I know like the grass is not always greener is a real thing, but what if the grass really is greener and you missed out on so many five years worth of opportunity because you stayed in this role that's not really helping you contributing to your career, um, not helping you level up. You've lost out on so many opportunities over time. And and now I kind of want to put it in between like men and women in the workforce because y'all know I got the stats, y'all know I got the facts. So women, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, women typically spend long, have longer tenure at their job than men 
they said that the median number median number of years that wage and salary workers, so just people in the workforce, say that their current employer was 4.1 years. But on average, men stay a little bit over three years and then women stay a little bit over four years. And then men are typically the ones that will come slam down a job counter offer in front of their boss to get a raise. Most people have never done that. Most women, I would say, have never done that before or not in the habit or practice of doing that. I have done that in trying to get a raise and make more money and added that to my case in my research when I was presenting that to a manager. Let me know when y'all listen to this. Send me a comment. Send me a DM if you have ever done, if you're a woman, if you have ever done that before. Put a counter offer in front of your boss to, to get a raise. I want to kind of test out this, this data. So one of the things that happens when you stay in your job too long and it ends up trapping you is really keeping you broke because you're being loyal for no reason. Like you're being overly loyal. You're having this job loyalty, this company loyalty, and it could very well be keeping you undervalued and under experienced because you're not really getting opportunity to prove out value and impact because you're most likely doing the same things. You maybe got a little bit more responsibility or a little bit of diversity in working on certain things, but you're not really building value, impact, and confidence because you're working on the same thing time after time over and over. I read this really cool, dope article on courts that said that the trap is that sometimes five years of experience is just five years of doing the same experience and things over and over again. They said that this can really set back your career trajectory, making it harder for you to interview and get hired into roles that you should have already been qualified for by this time. So meaning you're basically stagnant. And one of the things that happens that I see people that stay in the same role or job for a long period of time is that you really aren't confident to leave that job. It kind of really is furthering this imposter syndrome because you can't really keep up with what's going on in the market because you haven't been in the market in so long. So you're stagnant. It, it holds you back as a candidate when you do try to get out there because you can't keep up with or you don't have the same level of experience or the same perspective that other people do that have been job hopping because their perspective and their level of experience is so vast and so deep that they're talking about things that are in different companies, different roles that they've seen, dealing with different people, different cultures, but you don't have that same level of experience or perspective to share once you start interviewing, which is going to really make it tough when you try to get out there and get into a new role. I really see that job hopping gives you this, this sense, this stronger sense of self and this level of confidence that's unmatched because you've seen so many different things. You've had so many different experiences You've led in so many different areas or failed in areas and then learned from that, been able to experiment, iterate really fast 
versus somebody that has stayed in the same role and department. They don't have that. And you've been able to really double up on building skills and experience because you job hop. So really, that's the key that I found to success, not only in salary, but in interviewing and in building experience, skills, and confidence. So that's it for this episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Tech friends, let me know what's up. Did you enjoy it? Did you get any tips? Did you learn something you didn't that you didn't know before? Tweet me, send me a DM. Let me know y'all feels on this. Let me know what was the gems in this episode. What was your favorite part? What was the favorite the best thing that you learned? Hit me up. All right, bye. Until next time. Thanks for tuning in and taking your time out to check out this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I want to know what you think about this episode. So please DM me, reach out to me on Instagram or Twitter at Gen Talks Tech. You can also email me questions about the show. Let me know what or which dope black women in tech that you want to see guest host with me next. Email me at message at talkyoursass.com or you can text me at 202-978-4072. You can find this episode online at talkyoursass.buzzsprout.com. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, share, and review. Refer your tech best friend or your favorite tech baddie. Head over there and read the full show notes. If you really want to see us win, leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that's Spotify, whether that is Google Podcasts, I don't know, but check it out. I love hearing from dope women like you. So I love reading y'all reviews, questions, and comments about the show. So if you have a minute, go ahead and do that and leave one for me. Again, thanks for listening to the Talk Your Sass show with Jenna Bowens. Until next time, I am making room, taking up space, and of course, talking more sass.